0: Testing. Testing three five six. Okay. Seven
1: eight nine. Okay. <laughs>
2: All
0: right. What's up, guys? This is Free Wine and Eleven Red. I'm your host, Dalton Block, <laughs> along with Whitney Williamson. Hey. And David Overstreet. Hey. And you switched
2: it up on me. What's happening right now, <laughs> could David?
0: You, could you guys tell that it was I wasn't Dalton? Man, I was so confused. And Whitney still kept her same. Yeah. Hey. 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 I honestly
2: couldn't remember how you said hey, so I just went for a Zach. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just imagine Zacchaeus in the uh, in the tree up there like, hey. when. Jesus sees him. He's like, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. And Zacchaeus is just like, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus is like,
0: never mind. I'm going to (laughs) come. No, I was playing. Jesus would never do that.
2: Yeah, no. Never. Except for, you know, when he says, don't throw your pearls to swine. Yeah, never mind. Exactly. What if you
1: just lost your actual pearls on accident?
2: Mm. Well, I mean, that's not being a good steward.
1: What if it (laughs) fell out of your ear?
2: Mm. Um, I mean... Mm, like exactly. I'm See, thinking of, like, a pearl necklace. Yeah, like I'm thinking completely. of Batman when, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> you say pearls, David immediately goes to superhero.
0: Well, yeah, because that's part of Bruce Wayne's story, right? Because his mom gets killed, and, yeah. like, the robber, like, breaks her pearl necklace as he kills her. That's terrible. <laughs> that's really terrible. <laughs> but that's, like, what I think about when I think about pearls. I'm sorry.
2: I wonder what Jesus would say to Batman. Probably say...
0: You've killed a lot of people, bud.
2: <laughs> that or just be like, why are you letting your childhood trauma affect you so much? Oh,
0: wait. Batman doesn't kill people. Never mind. I yeah, know. That was like, where you I going I was thinking that, of but? Ben Affleck Batman. Because in that one, he kills people. Yeah. Like, in the Batman vs. Superman, Ben Affleck was killing some people. He was violent. He threw a box at a dude. Yeah. But,
2: anyway. He also wanted to kill Superman.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. But... Anyways, I'm bad at this intro thing, so I'm gonna pass it back to you.
2: Well, I mean, you, I think you did pretty good, dude. You know, you switched it up. You gave us a laugh. I did do pretty well. Listen,
0: <laughs> dude. I got you. I, la- I got Whitney last week, and you this week.
2: Well, I've already corrected myself this week once. Anyway, mm. you know, like the Facebook memory stuff. Yeah. So I was looking back at my uh, my young self posting on Facebook oh. back in 2011, mm. and for some reason, at 3 a.m., I was up and i said like this status if you're up and i put <laughs> y o u r instead of y o u apostrophe oh, r e goodness oh no and That's so you know, you know what i did What'd you know what i did i commented you commented and i corrected own, myself on your own post <laughs> on my own post dude
0: can that please be a bit on the show <laughs> sure us reading just a random status from years <laughs> ago on facebook are you looking up yours now yeah yeah, yeah. so here's a post that i made um, Back in 2009, all I said was, David Overstreet is watching that 70s show, season five. I think I screwed myself tonight. LOL. (laughs) I don't, I'm not even gonna try.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, let's see. Two years ago, I posted on this day a meme, it's a picture of tricks. Like the cereal yes, tricks, yeah, and it says, "I remember when tricks used to be shapes, now they're just circles." And then it's like that dude with the long hair, and he's like really confused, but he's like thinking hard. Mm. And it says, "What if we can't see the shapes anymore because tricks are for kids?" Da na 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 na. Whitney, what are you looking at over there?
1: My post now from <laughs> 2011 and so on. Like they get better as the years go. One of them talked about I was gonna go to a party before before school started back. Really? Yeah.
0: You posted on things?
1: And ever? That picture. Whoa
0: <laughs> Oh man. Whoa.
1: And Get
0: some raccoon action going.
1: They hate me. That's why we're friends. And then that
0: <laughs> Which one's you? Oh, there you are. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. The I wouldn't even recognize out. you.
1: And then it gets better though, because in two thousand and fifteen. When I started following Jesus, like for mm-hmm. real, for real,
0: yeah.
1: I said two things define you: your patience when you have nothing, and your attitude when you have everything.
0: Wow! So it yeah. went—it literally it went from I'm going to a party after school to like some majestic. Whitney Can you read quote. it again? Just yeah, let it sink in. Two yeah.
1: things define you: your patience when you have nothing, and your attitude when you have everything. Hey.
0: All right, guys, that's the episode. Join us <laughs> next week on Free Wine and I Love Bread. I'm Dalton Locke.
2: And I'm David Overstreet.
1: And I'm Whitney. You don't need my last name.
2: Just say hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. It (laughs) kind of feels good to say I'm David Overstreet. It flows, doesn't it? Yeah, it does flow. Hey, I'm David Overstreet. I'm a gym rat. Not really. (laughs) I try to be. (laughs) I play disc golf. I'll say that. I bring in all the ladies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well. There's
1: that one. Aw.
0: Who's all those people? Who My are those? friend
1: Maddie was having a going away party. Uh, nice
2: yeah. purse. Okay. Well, this is good for nice pouch. All the listeners who can't see the photos. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners are like, we we'll want to sh- see. We'll share them on uh on our Instagram page.
1: Oh no. Yeah. What we'll do? we'll guys- do that.
2: Yay. Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> all right. I'll share the meme. Whitney will share her uh her photos. Yeah. And then David will share like a screenshot of his. Yeah, memories. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that as a bit. Yeah, let's start the show every time with that. I remember. When he's memory. just like
2: Nah, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this week on Free Wine and I Love Bread. Here we go. Oh
1: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to the do the do uh, the nose boot. <laughs>
1: Do you do you make sure that you get the same mic every time, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. This is a very sensitive microphone, so
1: David likes to rub his nose on the microphone yeah. for sound effects. Sound so like I'm just Cooper. making sure that I'm not speaking into his nose yeah. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. But on guys, this week
2: What are we talking about this week? <laughs> so this
0: week, guys, we are going to be talking about un or forgiveness, not unforgiveness. We well, don't want I mean,
2: how well, about how about we just mesh the two together? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, po- so you, you don't want to be unforgiving. That's not what we're trying to say. Right. We're not going to teach you how to be unforgiving, right? Because that would be bad. Yeah, we're talking about unforgiveness and
2: also forgive forgiving how to f- and how to handle unforgiveness. Boom, both in our hearts and from other people. Yeah, mm. why are you doing
0: that? He's like covering his mouth. I don't
2: know. I you know
0: does Woody it to affect hear. the microphone? A little bit, actually.
2: Oh well, to be honest. Man. Well, you are the media man, well, media man, Whitney. Yes, sir. What do you have to say
1: on forgiveness?
2: On forgiveness, like what is what is compelling? What are you compelled to say right now?
1: I've had to forgive these too many times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can um, roll with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a real note, like to start off with forgiveness, um, I think it's really important, as always, to talk about the definition of a word. This week, talking about forgiveness, as always, whenever we talk about a topic, we try to kind of give you guys like an accurate definition because a lot of times um, we have an assumption of what a word means, but it really loses its weight with how much it's just been thrown around. Um, But to define forgive, it means to stop feeling angry or resentful, resentful (laughs) towards someone for an offense, flaw or mistake. And as believers, we're called to forgive because Christ first forgave us pastor said it like this one time and I've heard it other places too but unforgiveness is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person dies from smoke inhalation Mm. the other person doesn't care that you're mad at them like at first they may a little bit but you're wanting justice in the situation isn't making them feel any worse about what they did Yeah, because when you're at that unhealthy spot to do whatever they did to you you're not really worried about that Yeah. so when you want that you're like
2: yeah my uh, pastor he um he kind of has the same scenario saying phrase what am i trying to say here uh anyway um it's kind of the same thing like he has in mind it's uh instead of like fire he says unforgiveness is like putting a shard of glass in your pocket and walking around all day mm. expecting nothing to happen but it, like it then it like cuts up your leg and breaks and stuff And yeah mm. but uh i like your i like the fire one better yeah
0: Setting a house on fire,
2: <laughs> no, setting the other person on fire. Setting the
0: other
1: person no, on fire. And it's like setting yourself on fire, but hoping the other person di- dies from uh, smoke inhalation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, that just reminded me of a video that I saw this week. Of this chick, she was trying to get back at her, I guess, boyfriend or whatever, and she like poured gasoline in his car, and then like threw it, like went to grab a match and like stuck her head inside the vehicle. To throw the match in and then like the combustion like blows her back into the car behind her. <laughs> and it was just instant um, karma, which is not biblical. Yeah. Um, karma isn't biblical, but uh, it's a
0: uh, it's wrath of God.
1: <laughs> no, but there is the um, process of reaping and sowing. And so you yep. do reap what you sow. So when you plant strife in other people's life and you, you plant things like that, you're going to reap it. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't call it karma, but it is the process of... Sony Instant
2: reaping. harvest. Yeah.
0: Instant. <laughs> <laughs> was this a TikTok? No. Okay. What to say. Oh, man. I... Um, to kind of jump in, I guess, like, unforgiveness to me, is, it just requires so much energy. I've realized that over the past few years. It just... Like, I didn't realize how much actual energy I was putting into being... Unforgiving of someone, mm. um, and you just get tired of it after a while, and I just know that like, you guys have been reiterating about how it really actually hurts you. Um, I, I just don't think that I think unforgiveness is kind of selfish because we're kind of hoping that the other person suffers for the pain that we're feeling inside a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, actually, today. I saw someone that I have a lot of unforgiveness towards. And if I were in the same situation six months ago, I would be angry, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Um, And it was just so liberating, and it felt just so good. And you know that you've really forgiven someone when you want good to come into their life.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, like when when you actually want good things to happen to them, and you also know that you've forgiven when you're willing to do when you're willing to be a servant towards someone who has hurt you, when you're willing to do things for somebody. Yeah, Uh, that that's really wrong to you. Um, So that's that was kind of a good moment for me today.
2: Yeah. For me, I really feel like. At the surface level, I've never really struggled with forget unforgiveness. Um, but there was somebody in my life who is in my family that, um, really I just felt like did me dirty. And I struggled with wanting to reconcile that relationship for a while. Um, I was really ready to just cut that person out of my life completely. Um, But, you know, I, like, put those feelings aside, and I put my ego aside, and I was like, she has stuff in her life that goes on, um, you know, that's, that's, like, stuff. we're both human. Right. Um, And so I really tried to put those feelings aside and stuff. Uh, But the part that I struggle with is the arguments that she and I have had or the certain things that she said or done, um, they just creep up in my mind when I'm having a bad day or something. It's like something doesn't go my way or it's just been like a, a bad emotional kind of day for me. And then Satan just kind of like throws little darts at me to try and keep me down to keep me feeling that way. Um, the harm that has come in that relationship with me and her is one of those darts. Yeah. And it's like, if I just let it, if I just let it sit there and fester, then my day just gets even worse. Yeah. Um, but it's easier just to let it fester than to pull it out, pull the dart out, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah. that's what I struggle with. Sometimes I feel like I've gotten a lot better with it. Um, but it definitely harms me more than it, does hurt i right. mean yeah. because all in all it's like it just makes me bitter right to sit there and think about it
0: right but i know in my case this isn't the case for everybody but unforgiveness was a way to shift responsibility and to shift blame um because i was putting all of that on one person instead of kind of looking at myself and saying like what could i have done better like you know this this happened this way but it's it's in the past and like i should just forgive this person and that's the only way you can move forward yeah. if you're still lingering on that um you, you can't move forward and the satan can constantly use it against you like you were saying like yeah it can oh my goodness all i i remember all it would take was just a thought of it and i would instantly have a bad day mm-hmm. instantly And I would start thinking, well, why did this happen? Like, I'm so, like, mad that this happened. And, like, you can't can't change that. You can't change it. It's just the enemy winning again and again and again and again.
1: Can I um, hop in on that and just say that a lot of people never are able to live their lives free and closer to God because they let that not only put a wedge between them and the other person, but between them and God. Because God Mm -hmm. says, if you don't forgive others, I can't forgive you. Like, he paid a price so that we have that authority and ability to forgive. But I think the problem is a lot of people think forgiveness is a feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from experience and and everything else, biblical truths, time with God, forgiveness is anything but just a feeling. It is every bit of a decision. And uh, sometimes you have to make decisions and let your feelings follow. Because if you go by the way that you feel, you'll end up in more messes than you can ever possibly try to attempt to clean up. Mm -hmm. And so you might not feel it at the beginning, whenever you're like, Hey, I do have unforgiveness toward this parent or this guardian or this old friend that did me wrong or my sibling or an ex or a boss or a job. You might not ever feel it, but somewhere along the line, you're going to have to take responsibility and you're going to have to make a decision that you're going to forgive regardless of what the other person did or didn't do mm-hmm. because you know that you're responsible for your actions right. and your response isn't dependent upon what another person does or does not do. Right. If you want to grow, you have to have the same disciplined response regardless of what comes at you.
0: Yeah. And to quote Annie, the sun will come up tomorrow. It's going to keep coming up every single day, and you just got to keep living. You got to keep living your life.
2: Let me ask you all this. Since since this is something that I mentioned a moment ago, um, if you've made the conscious decision to forgive somebody, um, but what they did to wrong you still comes to mind often, uh, is that still unforgiveness in your heart, do you think, or... Is that the devil just trying to use it against you?
1: Ooh, pick me.
2: Go for pick it with me.
1: <laughs> Once again, it comes back to leaning into the word and knowing the difference in truth and feelings because the word is dividing between soul and spirit between bone and marrow. It is our only weapon of offense. And so in that case, sometimes you have to forgive somebody multiple times and that's okay. Um, to recognize if it's really unforgiveness toward them, or if it's just a thought coming your way, if you've already made the decision and you left that with Jesus, you've forgiven the person. At this point, it is fiery darts coming from the enemy. But that's why as believers, we're told that we're, we have the responsibility to renew our mind.
2: Right.
1: Mm. You can't, you shouldn't go through your day, your week, <laughs> at all. Like this, even like an hour without saying, what have I done this this day or this hour or whatever to renew my mind to what the word says. Yeah. Right. And just because thoughts come doesn't mean you have to let them sit there. Yeah. Right. And
0: if, go ahead. Sorry.
1: It's almost, so picture birds flying over your head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't sit there unless you allow them to build a nest. So when those thoughts come, you can't let them resonate and sit there too long right. because then it'll, it'll try to stay.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: And I think about it like this, like because of Jesus and what he did on the cross, we can wake up every day with a clean slate. And we can we can know that he took on our sins on the on the cross and he basically said to us like you did things wrong but every time i'm going to give you a second chance second chance second chance. I'm gonna forgive you so if he did that for me i should do that for other people yeah like even if you did the worst thing imaginable to me jesus gave me a second chance so why shouldn't i give you a second chance like and there are plenty of situations where forgiveness takes time it's not just i've heard so many times people are like well i tried like i tried to forgive them it just didn't work
1: no forgiveness
2: takes time in some situations yeah you have to work um, it consciously um for just a little tidbit to add to that um i heard it once said that uh instead of looking at at, so instead of asking how much forgiveness somebody deserves, ask how much forgiveness you deserve Mm. and ask how much freedom you deserve. Mm. Because when you forgive people, it frees you. Yeah. It frees your heart. It frees you to love them deeply, to love God deeply, to love the world deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, you think about how much Jesus has forgiven you. Like you were saying, you forgive that person just as much. Um, but also just uh, how much freedom you deserve because you are in Christ. And it, you shouldn't keep yourself from experiencing that freedom by unforg- by not forgiving somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a new another question that I want to pose is, if you forgive somebody, is that the same as justifying their actions? No.
0: Yeah. Whitney? David? <laughs> <laughs> I think you beat me on that one. <laughs>
2: No, I think I you know. got, I think you got bit, beat. Whitbit beat. <laughs> bit <laughs> I think I got Whitbit. Um, I don't
0: believe so um, because I can still say a situation that happened to me was wrong, but forgive the person just the same. Like, I'm not justifying what they did. I'm just saying my burden is off. Like, I don't, like, the burden that you put on me of unforgiveness is off of my shoulders now.
2: Given like, Christ. I'm going to
0: pray for you. I'm going to pray for what you're doing in the situation that you put me in.
2: And those for the in the South, that's not meaning, like, I'll pray for you, like, in the in the slick, like, yeah. I'm Don't actually insulting high. you way. No, like, no, no, yeah, no. It's no. not like, like that. It's like, I'm going to pray for you. Like, I'm actually going to pray for you.
0: Yes, because, I mean, just sin is sin, right? And God forgives us even though we sin. Mm-hmm. And it's still wrong.
1: Well, it talks about like love covers a multitude of sins. It doesn't say it justifies the sin and that it's okay to keep doing it, but it says it covers it. And I think there comes a point that we all need grace because when you get punished, that actually makes someone feel not comfortable coming to you. Yeah. It makes them feel set apart. And then they're like, okay, well, I can't go to the place where I feel loved. So I'm going to go to a different place where at least I'm not getting shamed. Mm -hmm. And so I think like he said, it frees you from that burden because it's not a weight for you to carry but that doesn't mean the action itself is justified. We're called to love people, but that doesn't mean we have to love their sin. Mm. Yeah. And um, I was at a women's small group. We were going over a Joyce Meyer book. Um, it's called The Mind Connection, and it had to do with renewing your mind. But Colleen Sweeten, really, really sweet lady, she was like, it's really hard to look down on somebody you're lifting up in prayer. And so when you're praying for somebody that you may have unforgiveness towards or if you're working on forgiveness and you start praying for them and you're like, I'm praying it, but I don't really mean it. Well, good, because there's power in your words. So you need to start speaking the truth and then eventually you'll start believing the truth and then you'll start feeling it. You'll come to a point one day when you're praying for that person and your heart is completely behind it and you want the best for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, it doesn't feel like rainbows and butterflies at first. And it doesn't feel like that your first day at the gym either.
0: And it's not supposed to. No, no it's not supposed to like forgiveness is, h- is supposed to be kind of hard. Like it's, it's supposed to be kind of, you know, it's not like someone steps on your toe and you're like, Oh, forgive you. It's like, <laughs> like, like we're talking about things that have like, hurt us, have like. hurt us, have changed the course of our lives. And like, whenever something happens to us, that's caused by another person that interrupts our plan and our, like what we want, like it's challenge. It's a challenge, like, you know, the the person that, that I have a lot of, or had a lot of unforgiveness towards, like, I blamed her for everything that went wrong in my life. And a lot of that reigned true. Like, it was true that that was a thing, but, like, I also shifted a lot of that blame instead of saying, like, okay, that was then, this is now like that was wrong and i'm not and if i'm asked if it's right i'm gonna say it's not but the forgiveness was more for for me um like to, to get over like that's something i had to forgive myself before i could really forgive the person that wronged me and that was the first step and that sucked and that was hard and then after i forgave myself like forgiving the other person was just so much easier to me um but Whitney's over there doing sign language. It looks like she wants to say something.
1: No, I'm just absolutely agreeing because that was really on my spirit too. And it makes me just really happy when the Holy Spirit confirms something over and over again, especially like within people that you're close to and it just comes out. And it was the, like you said earlier, Dalton, the exact thought that was on your heart or on your mind. But and yeah, what he said, a lot of times really your unforgiveness towards somebody else has more to do with the fact that you haven't really forgiven yourself. Yeah, and whatever that might look like to you you may be like what does that mean forgive myself what did I do well you put expectations on somebody and weights on other people and gave them a burden to carry that you couldn't carry yourself you put them in the position of God in your life by expecting them to make you feel whole or make you feel more important or cared for and you put that expectation on them and got upset when they didn't live up to it but they never signed up for that responsibility of saying i'm going to complete you or i'm going to fulfill everything that you think that you want they said I, I care about you but you put a whole extra load of expectations on someone that's not jesus and got upset at them because they let you down
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that's like i feel like that's with anything right it's like if you have somebody that constantly puts themselves down and doesn't want to better their life because of whatever event that happened they lost their job because they got laid off so they're you know they're. Sleeping on your couch, and at first you understand, right? You're like, I, I can completely see what's going on. But after a while, you're like, okay, you gotta, you gotta do something about this. Like, you have to, you have to get off the couch, and you have to go out there, and you have to find a job. It's the same thing with forgiveness. It's like if it, if it happens at first, you know, like, the emotions are there, they're vivid, and you definitely feel them. And then, over the course of time, it's like you're expected to, like God expects us to to march forward in the same spirit that he forgave us yeah and so you know that's not very easy (laughs) um and it takes a lot of time but it's something that you can actually measure your progress also
1: you give power in what you speak speak about and speak to like you give it power and so it's one thing i've had to go to these two guys a, a few times even over the same situation or different ones because something was really weighing on me, but I know that they're going to tell me the truth about my situation. They're not going to condone my feelings. They're going to say, Wit, I'm sorry you feel this way, but we know that you know better. And we're here for you and we love you. But you know what the word says. You don't need to go to 10, 20, 3, 5, whatever many of your friends and be like, oh, so-and-so did this to me. I can't believe that da da. Like, she's such a... Mm. And you're reliving and replaying that scene in your head so many times that you're in the constant state of living in unforgiveness. Yeah. You need to go to people that are going to tell you the truth. Yes. Even if you don't like it and you're a little maybe aggressive toward them for being Mm -hmm. honest at first. But you need to go to people that are going to tell you the truth, that are going to pray with you. And it's okay to talk about your responsibility in it. Like when I went to these guys, my thing was, I know my heart's wrong, but I feel angry. Like Mm -hmm. really angry, but I know I'm wrong, but it wasn't just me wanting to, you don't need to go talk really, really bad about the other person's character, but you do need to talk about the condition of your heart so people can pray for you.
2: And that requires a lot of honesty Amen. in the self, because I mean, if, if you had come to us and you weren't honest about what you were feeling, then we wouldn't have been able to help you. Um, and so it, it requires honesty. It requires vulnerability. It's not comfortable whatsoever, but you don't grow unless you get uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, uh, but let me flip the script a little bit and ask y'all, how do you handle unforgiveness on someone else's part? So let's say you have apologized, you've done everything you can. To reconcile the relationship, but they just won't forgive you. They won't let they won't let you live it down. How would you handle that? Um, that's just
0: like leaving the door open and and listening to what the other person has to say when they want to say it. Because sometimes we want forgiveness on our timeline when we don't need to really expect it on our timeline. Because it's another person; it's completely different. Yeah. So they not so be
2: You can leave the door open, uh, but you don't have to be the one that's constantly walking through it. Constantly trying to give them opportunities to forgive you. You don't have to constantly do that.
0: You go ahead with
1: Well, in this in that case, just I do agree with what David said that you, you leave the door open and that you're there for that person you love them. Because, you know, love leads men to repentance. And it's our responsibility to repent when we're wrong, but it is their responsibility to forgive. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say there is a difference if they're a believer or not a believer. If they're a believer, it is their responsibility to forgive. If they're an unbeliever and they're in ignorance and they don't know, they don't know Jesus, they're not being led by the light, they they don't know. But either way, like he said, it is our responsibility to pray for them. My friend Chandra, one time she she was telling me I was having trouble really investing in this girl that I worked with and I wanted to um, just be friends with her and help her, but not because I needed friends. Like I had quite a few friends, but I could see a lot of similar insecurities in her that I had in myself and so I tried to invest in her and she was going to move to Murfreesboro, go to MTSU, et cetera. And we worked together and I offered to help her apartment hunt And so we went, and we got coffee, and we had a great time. I did her hair, did her makeup. She was going, like, on a date later that evening, blah, blah, blah. And then I come back to work and found out she was talking bad about me and saying I was desperate for friends and all this stuff when she agreed to the hangout, and she was just as excited about it as I was. So I was a little confused Mm -hmm. because usually if you don't want to hang out with somebody, you're just like, no, I'm not. No, thanks. Yeah. But anyway, I called my friend Chandra because I was like, Chan, I'm really trying here and I don't understand. Like if she doesn't want this, then why doesn't she just say she doesn't wanna hang out? And she was like, here's the thing. She was like, persistency wears away the rock. So think about a river like with a creek bed and how do the rocks get so smooth? She was like, it's not because you splash water at it. It's because the persistency of the water going over the rock over a period of time wears it down. And she was like, you're gonna have to make a decision. She was like, are you going to be persistent regardless of what her response is to you?
2: So, yes, persistently showing love, Yeah. of course. But do you have to constantly be like, do you have to constantly dig up the past in order for them to forgive you?
1: You don't, no. You don't constantly have to dig up the past. You just, you love them right where they're at. Yeah. And whatever they need, you, you just be a servant to them. You serve them and you love them. Mm -hmm. And, like, they'll come around, and if they want to talk about it, they will. And if they don't, they won't. But it is your responsibility to repent and to change your course of action toward them, and it is your responsibility to pray. Yeah. And be persistent. Like you guys told me before, like, in a season of unforgiveness, you guys were like, you either need to pick one and stick with that, or you need to pick the other because you're saying one thing with – you're saying you're friends with this person, but then you don't even talk to them. So, which is it?
0: Yeah. So so you're talking about in those situations where – Maybe there's a fallout or something, and two people don't talk in that kind of situation where who's wrong, who's right, who reaches out first. You know, yeah. who's in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, I feel that.
2: Um, but Winnie, uh, so you mentioned something that um, was kind of re- kind of relatable. Um, so, what what are the standards that you're thinking of when it comes to dealing with a non-believer?
1: So, when dealing with a non believer, this is where there's power in if you walk the walk and talk the talk. And by that I mean you do need to say what you mean and mean what you say. Let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes. So, they really need to see consistency in a believer's life. They're going to be like, why do I need Jesus? Or why do I want to be a Christian? Like, this person's just as broken and upset as I am. And they're supposed to be living free and they they're supposed to have the source, but they don't seem any different than me. So why do I need him?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is when the power in your relationship with God comes into play. Um, this is, has to do with how you live in your private life as well. And because what you do in private does come out in public. And so they're probably going to hold you to a hard standard. And I think that's really funny with people that claim they don't believe and I don't think it's that they don't believe. I think it's that they haven't encountered God on a personal level themselves, so they just give him all these negative aspects based off of other people and not based off of who he is. Yeah. But anyway, that's a that's a whole different whole different podcast. Yeah. We could totally so, talk about the character of God, but
2: so early on into my uh, born again life, uh, I had a falling out with a friend. Uh, who did not believe he's uh, he's actually homosexual and he's just I think at this point he's completely anti-God but so when we had a falling out it was over like trivial stuff um, on my part at least Uh, but he felt very strongly about one thing um, which I admit like I was not being very christ-like at all um in that situation and so that that really triggered the falling out uh but so i ended up kicking him out of my house um and long story short um he like blocked me on all social medias and stuff and just completely cut me out of his life um and so, like, I'm kind of realizing that maybe I haven't forgiven him for just kind of some of the things that he called me and made me feel. Um, and so now I'm wondering if maybe I need to try and reopen that door. Uh, I'll admit, though, right now I don't want to. Um, because I was, was kind of ready for the relationship, the friendship to be over anyway um just because i felt like he was influencing me in different ways and such um and so that was something that i had prayed for and so when the friendship was over i was like yes thank you god like i don't have to deal with this anymore um but i wonder if maybe that is some unforgiveness in my heart by not wanting to open that door or at least try to open that door and invite him back into my life.
1: So you don't have to, how do I phrase this? Okay. Um, so just to help the listeners and with Dalton situation, cause I wish that I had known this going into friendships before, even before high school, but there are different types of friendships that you can have. And so I didn't learn this until, um, like I said, Chandra really poured into my life and God used the Holy spirit, totally used her to invest in me and help me. Um, But through the process of walking with God, the different types of friendships that I've experienced are you have friendships that you expect reciprocation from, like what you give, you expect that back. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of worldly friendships is that exact thing is, hey, I give to you, you give to me. This is a give and take on both sides. But if you look at Jesus, he had the father that poured into him. Okay, and then whenever he was, like, growing up in the temple, he had people that he went and asked questions to that were above him spiritually at that point. And so we need people that are above us in their spiritual walk. We need to go to God first. We need to go to godly counsel and people that can pour into us that are further along in their walk. So you need someone to invest in you because you can't pour out what's never poured in. Right. Okay, so you have those people that you go to. You don't go tell everybody your business. You don't go tell everybody what you struggle with and what you're still working through that can hurt you. Because if you give that to anybody, you then give them power Mm. in your life. So you find someone above you that you trust. So you pray to God and you get it right with him. You seek godly counsel. Someone pours into you. Then you have people that are on the same path as you that you can't expect reciprocation from, that you do pour into each other. But I would personally say that they need to be pursuing God. I wouldn't necessarily reciprocate with someone that isn't going to tell me the truth. Like if I know you're going to just console my feelings, I'm probably not going to tell you what's going on. I want someone that's going to be like, wait, I understand how you feel. And it's not that this, this, and this is wrong, but this is what the word says. And you need to make your feelings line up to the word. So also the reciprocation there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So someone pouring into you is step one. Reciprocation with people that are on the same path as you is step two, but then with non-believers and anyone else or people that maybe aren't that close with God yet, but they're just starting to pursue it. You are solely there for them. You do not have expectations, and you do not expect them to do for you what you do for them. I don't need you to be my friend for me to be your friend. That's how I like to word it. And I tell people when I meet them that. I'm like, I, if I'm, like, extra friendly, and they're like, what's happening? <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not going to force She says
2: it. that a lot. That's why Yeah, disclaimer.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's the truth about the situation. I don't need you to care about me and love me for me to, to, to be there for you. Yeah. And I make that decision and discern what kind of friendship it's going to be when I go in. And so with this person that you're speaking of, I would say it's step three or the type three. And it's somebody that if you do that, I would seek God first and Godly counsel. Um, but I would not expect reciprocation. And you can't hold people that are not on that same place, not going that same direction toward God as you mm-hmm. to have the same kind of response as you, and you can't get bad at them when they don't. Yeah. So I would say I would pray about it. I definitely would give us some patience and time, but you should not be having that icky feeling when you think of them, or like, ugh. So I would say take that to God. Make sure there's no unforgiveness there. But as far as opening the door, the only door I would open is the one for prayer, as of right now. Mm. Like, I would just heavily pray for them and pray for God to make a change in their life. Because just because you feel responsibility because you're a believer that they know doesn't mean that you have to play the part of Jesus for them. Yeah. And so some listeners need to know that you do not have to be Jesus for everybody in their life. And some of those of y'all in unequally yoked relationships and you're like, oh, well, you know, they'll talk about God with me, but they're not really there yet. Cut it off in the relationship. Get out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bear fruit. It's gone. Okay. Doesn't bear fruit. Cut it off. First night
0: all over again.
1: <laughs> here's the thing though. If you think you're the only person that can speak and Jesus into their life, you've now made yourself a God in their life and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. They need to come to a place where you're not their emotional crutch and you're the only person they can quote unquote hear from God from. And they need to get to the place where they're not leaning and depending on you, but they're depending on the Father.
2: Yeah. My uh, my pastor put it this way one time in a sermon and I like my mind was kinda blown because I just didn't I had never thought of it this way. Yeah. Like If I had heard it before out of context, I would have been like, wow, that was really mean to say. But he told me, or, well, he told the congregation that uh, one time he and his wife were having an argument, and his wife just went up to him, and she was like, you know I don't need you, right? The only one I need is God. Mm-hmm. And he said that that humbled him so much right there in that moment. Yep. And I was like, wow, I want a woman like that. Yep. I want a woman who can say you're not my crutch god is and Um, and not only did it make me want someone like that but it made me want to be that that person for myself like I, i don't want to be dependent on somebody i don't want to need somebody else i want to need god yeah um and that goes right into like the expectations thing that you're that you were talking about um when you Need somebody more than you need God, then you are putting them in the place of God, and they cannot fill that role. Yeah, yeah, they can't. And when they do that same, th- when somebody does that same thing to your to you, it makes you feel inadequate. It makes you wonder why you can't make somebody happy. Um, and it's like it just—it's got to be a reminder that hey, you're not God in their life. Yeah. God is.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a choice. Like, people can definitely add, like, some external circumstantial happiness to you. Yeah. But joy is supernatural. Joy comes from within. Mm -hmm. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Like, we're promised peace, joy, patience, like, all kinds of things in the Bible and the Word. Like, we're promised those things, but those aren't circumstantial things. Those are decisions that we make to live by, and those are things that come from within us by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so, when you have joy those things can happen with someone and you just have so much peace and you don't even know why you're not even mad about the situation you're just like oh man okay yeah we'll talk about it when you're ready whereas before if you are waiting for that other person to quote unquote oh you, you you're my happiness oh I just I just love you
2: yeah that stuff makes me cringe now
1: yeah. where before
2: it was like oh that's so romantic
1: uh, you complete right. me well I don't want to. I never signed up for that job, and I'm turning in that application. I think I'm the wrong one for you. (laughs) Hasta luego.
0: (laughs) Wait, he can be so blunt, and I
2: love it. (laughs)
1: Like, (sighs) I don't need to do that for you, because if you're too lazy to do it for yourself, why would I do it for you?
2: Mm. Well, guys, is there anything else that y'all want to uh, bring up?
0: I would say... reconciliation can happen when you least expect it and it can happen so fast. I remember there was a guy in high school that I wronged and like basically he was like my best friend at the time and I dated a girl that he dated before like I dated the girl he dated right after he dated her about a few months after. And there was a lot of like fallout for that and like I mean, we were in a band together. We had a lot of stuff. We were basically attached to the hip. And, like, I remember we didn't talk for, like, two years? Two years? And I remember one night we were at the same party and we were sitting on the couch together. And I didn't know he was going to be there and he was. And obviously, I think that was God. Yeah. And at that point in time, my heart was in the right place before that it wasn't before that i was like i was right you're wrong you know and i just remember we had a conversation just about like how dumb we were and how like stupid what we were arguing over was and like how you know it just and he wasn't really a believer and like i I really now looking back on that thing god was the architect of that moment i'm so glad that that moment happened because it like set me free a little bit and i know it set him free and just just always know that those moments can happen those moments can happen for sure
2: mm.
1: especially when you least expect them
0: exactly literally exactly
2: but yeah
1: but there's power in reconciliation there's power in forgiveness there's power in taking responsibility for your part in it Cause it's never just the other person's fault mm-hmm. um i do want to add this in here we'll end on this but you knew and saw red flags within people and relationships that you have and you know that going in and so if you choose to ignore them that's no longer the other person's fault when you chose to ignore them and you allowed yourself to include them and then you got hurt it's your responsibility to discern. It's your responsibility as a believer to seek God, to see if that person has fruit in their life. It's your responsibility to forgive. And so you need to pay attention to those things and just be really, like, conscious and not so feeling an emotional, emotionally led when you, you have people in your life and not put such an expectation on people that you should be putting on God. Mm-hmm. But if any of you guys want us to pray for you, um, please put... Uh, put a yes. DM on in our Instagram page.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah, if, whether it's uh, unforgiveness or struggling with obedience or uh, growth, um, just let us know. Um, you can be vague or you can be descriptive. We'll uh, we'll read into that. and We'll uh, we'll definitely be praying for you. Uh, besides that, I guess we will see you next time on free wine and unleavened bread.